0: Thanks for joining us for the weekend edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Each Friday and Saturday here on In Spirit and Truth, Pastor J.D. gives a Mideast prophecy update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. As Pastor J.D. will point out in today's message, this prophecy is clearly being actively fulfilled today. It's a hotbed of controversy being fought over and discussed on a daily basis in nearly every form of media around the world. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now here's Pastor J.D. with today's prophecy update as shared on June 30th, 2019. Israel
1: would plant forests and trees. You can put a check mark next to Isaiah 41, verses 18 through 20. Listen to this. I will open rivers in desolate heights and fountains in the midst of the valleys. I will make the wilderness a pool of water, and the dry land springs of water. By the way, maybe later on today when you get home, go online and search satellite photo of the Middle East with Israel. You know what you're going to find? Lush green Israel, dry barren everything else. Isaiah 41, turning the desolation into fountains and the wilderness into a pool of water. I will plant in the wilderness the cedar and the acacia tree, the myrtle and the oil tree. I will set in the desert the cypress tree and the pine and the box tree together that they may see and know and consider and understand together that the hand of the Lord has done this, and the Holy One of Israel has created it, as only He can. Number six, this is a biggie too. Israel would recapture and inhabit Jerusalem, their eternal capital. You can put a check mark next to Zechariah 12, verse 6, and if you're there, stay there, because we're going to be right back there in just a moment in that day I will make the governors of Judah like a fire pan in the woodpile and like a fiery torch in the sheaves they shall devour all the surrounding peoples on the right hand and on the left but Jerusalem shall be inhabited again in her own place Jerusalem the city as we've talked about in past updates the city that God has chosen to literally put His name of ownership on, Jerusalem. Number seven, you can put a little mark, but don't put a complete check mark by this one yet. This one is in real time being fulfilled, and will, I believe, very soon ultimately be fulfilled. And it's that Jerusalem, would become the intoxicating obsession of the entire world. The entire world will be obsessed with, intoxicated by, drinking from the cup of this one city, Jerusalem. Zechariah 12, verses 1-3, through a prophecy. The word of the Lord concerning Israel, the Lord who stretches out the heavens, who lays the foundation of the earth and who forms the human spirit within a person declares, I am going to make Jerusalem a cup that sends all the surrounding peoples reeling. Judah will be besieged as well as Jerusalem on that day when all the nations of the earth are gathered against her. I will make Jerusalem an immovable rock for all the nations. All who try to move it will injure themselves. I believe this is speaking about the burdensome boundary stones of Jerusalem that the world will seek to divide, move the boundaries, pre-1967, which I'm all for, by the way. Let's go way pre-1967 back into Genesis. I'm for that. That's pre-67. It just happens to be Genesis. (laughs) We can talk about those borders if you want. But they're going to seek to move the boundary stones, and God says, I'm going to make it immovable. And here's the thing, though. They're going to try to cut up Jerusalem. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to cut them up. They're going to try to cut into pieces Jerusalem. I'm going to cut them into pieces. That's my city. It belongs to me. My name of ownership is on it. And do we not see this today? By the way, we need look no further than to our news feeds to see that it's all about the problem of Jerusalem. Well. I ended with the Zechariah 12 prophecy for a reason. And the reason is, is that it brings us to the current and connects us to two more prophecies that I believe very soon will also have check marks next to them. I'm just not so sure we're going to be here to put the check marks on them. The first one is Isaiah 17 concerning the destruction of Damascus, Syria. And then with it, Ezekiel 38, which is a prophecy concerning the invasion of Israel by an alliance of nations with Russia, Iran, and Turkey at the helm. You know what is so fascinating about this particular prophecy? I mean, other than the fact that as we speak, Russia, Iran, and Turkey are at the ready in Syria to invade Israel for the purpose of the oil, and the natural gas, and the technology, and the water, and the gold, and all of the prosperity, which is another prophecy that could be on our list. It's Saudi Arabia, who just this last week, once again affirmed their support with, their aligning with Israel. You know when we were in Israel this last time, last year, 2018, uh, we were privileged to have the former UN ambassador for Israel, Ron Prasor, who I had the privilege of meeting in 2015, when he, I think it was 2014, when uh, he was the keynote speaker. I was one of the speakers at University of Hawaii, a Night to Honor Israel event, and that's when I met him, and um, got to know him, and he actually wrote me a letter of endorsements, so I wouldn't get detained at the airport whenever I go to Israel, basically saying, this is a good guy. Uh, it was on the UN ambassador's uh, letterhead, and he's not an axe murderer, he's not a Lebanese terrorist, he's not a, you know, he is an Arab, but he's a good good guy, and he loves Israel, so <laughs> he's my friend. So anyway, I had reached out to him. Actually, I met, I, I ran into him in, of all places, uh, New York at the Fox News headquarters, in 2017. And he said, hey, I, t- I told him, I said, I'm bringing a group. And he said, hey, if you want, I'll speak to the group. I said, you're on. So uh, I reached out to him, and we set it up, and he came and he spoke to our group uh, one night when we were in um, Caesarea uh, by the sea, at Tiberias. And it was uh, really interesting. He made this comment. He said, you know, up to this point, Israel has had this relationship with the Arab world, particularly the Gulf region, namely Saudi Arabia, but it's kind of been a, a, a hidden secret, you know, kind of like this mistress. And so, you know, there were there was always kind of this, you know, it was under the radar, uh, through the back door, nobody knows. He said, not anymore. This is uh, November of, of last year, and oh my goodness, was he right. Because since that time, and really leading up to that time, Saudi Arabia and Israel are not bashful about their relationship together. This is Ezekiel 38 verse 13. You can almost put a mark right next to that particular verse, because it's almost fulfilled. Saudi Arabia will protest this invasion. Why? Because it's all about the oil. This thing in the Strait of Hormuz, with Iran shooting down our drone, denying it, so well, I think they, they, I think they had to acknowledge it because under the banner of it was in our airspace. Okay, whatever. Those two tankers, there. You know what that's all about, right? It's all about the oil, the flow of oil, the world's dependence on the oil. But you know what's really interesting? America does not depend on that oil. Here's my point, okay? My point is this. I truly believe that we are on the cusp of these prophecies being fulfilled by virtue of the aforementioned prophecies already being fulfilled. I hope that makes sense. From 1948, May 14th, to what's today? June 30th, 2019. Look how much has happened, and look at how fast what is happening now is happening. I know that's proper, not proper sentence structure, but you get the point. And by virtue of the fact that these, you might say it like this, and I hope it's not too crass, but God has a pretty good track record, doesn't he? Like a thousand percent, if there was such a percentile. It has happened exactly as God said it would. Here's a, a thought. Um, and then I want to share this breaking news Israel uh, article that that came out this last week. Think about this so uh, wouldn 't it stand a reason that there 's a i 'll use the uh, words shelf life uh, there 's an expiration date because the prophecies that are now in play today weren 't in play even five years ago, and I would argue may not still be in play five years from now. I'm not date setting. I'm just presenting a scenario that should be logical in the sense that as fast as everything has moved up to this point, does it stand to reason that it would slow down at this point? With an unstoppable momentum? There's an an expiration date, if you will. Uh, just in the last couple of years, Russia, Iran, Turkey, and Syria. Uh, a lot of things can happen in in one year, two years. How about six months? In other words, there's a a shelf life, an expiration date. I believe on Bible prophecy. So on Wednesday. Breaking Israel News published this report in which they asked the question of, is Gog and Magog heating up? (laughs) You think? Russia is clarifying its position that they will side with Iran against the U.S. and Israel. (gasps) Are we surprised? Are we surprised? (laughs) You know why? Why? Because Ezekiel 38 said they would. That's why. You know why Russia, Iran, and Turkey are in Syria? Because Ezekiel prophesied 2,600 plus years ago that they would. Russia's chief national security advisor, defended Iran's claims during a trilateral meeting with his Israeli and American counterparts in Jerusalem on Tuesday. This is the last Tuesday. And he clarified his support for Tehran's accusations against the U.S. and backs their current military presence in Syria, which Israel, again no surprise, (laughs) considers to be a threat to its national Security as time doesn't permit, but reports coming out of Israel, Netanyahu is making it again very clear. He's clarifying his position as well uh, concerning Iran and Syria in no uncertain terms. This is exactly as we were told it would be. Okay, appreciate your patience. I think we need to be asking ourselves this question, and it's a question actually that I get asked. Often, I've talked with other guys that I really respect as well concerning this, but the question is this, where does the rapture fit into all of this? We don't know. In other words, is the rapture going to happen after Isaiah 17 and Ezekiel 38? Don't know. Is the rapture going to happen before Isaiah 17 and Ezekiel 38? I don't know. Now last week, I suggested a plausible scenario that the rapture could take place simultaneously with the sudden destruction that comes down on them while they are saying those two words, peace and security. Then, while they're saying that, sudden destruction comes down. I think it's very possible. Now, If that's the case, whatever the case is, wouldn't it stand to reason, I'm asking, wouldn't it stand to reason (laughs) that it could happen at any time? Let, Let me ask this question. Do you think it's reasonable that you and I could wake up tomorrow morning, July 1st, and on our news feeds we will read that Damascus is being destroyed? suddenly. And Russia and Iran and Turkey are, I I would rather read it (laughs) up there, but isn't that reasonable? With everything that's happening, especially with the development in the Persian Gulf with Iran right now, and Russia coming to their defense? I shared this last week, and I'll, I'll end with it again this week, but Do you know why we do these prophecy updates? We do these prophecy updates because it is a warning, as a watchman on the wall, of what's coming. And as I shared from Ezekiel 33 last week, I don't want any of your blood on my hands. So I would rather warn you and have nothing happen than not warn you only to have something happen, because God's going to hold me to an account. So every week I'm going to come up here, as is my privilege, to do and stand behind this pulpit and talk about just how close we really are based on the prophecies in the Bible and the developments in the world which connect with those prophecies in the Bible with precision accuracy. And then I'm going to continue as long as God (laughs) enables me and gives me breath to share the good news of salvation in Jesus Christ. The gospel of Jesus Christ. What's the gospel? Paul, writing to the Corinthians in chapter 15, says it's that Jesus Christ came, that he was crucified, that he was buried, and that he rose again on the third day. Writing to the Thessalonians, he says, and he's coming back one day. That's the good news. That's the good news of salvation in Jesus Christ. Now, the ABCs of salvation, which I'm going to continue as long as the Lord gives me breath and allows me the privilege to, I'm going to share the ABCs of salvation. Why? Because it is a childlike explanation of salvation. The A is for admit or acknowledge that you've sinned, and that you need the Savior. This is repentance. Repentance means a change of mind. You, you've had a change of mind concerning your sin against God and your need for the Savior. That's repentance. Romans 3.10 says, There is no one righteous, not even one. Romans 3.23 says, All have sinned and fallen short, of the glory of God. We were all born sinners, which is why we must be born again to enter the kingdom of heaven. Romans 6.23 says, the wages of sin is death. This is the bad news. This is the pronouncing of the death penalty on all, because all have sinned. But the gift of God The good news is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's the A. Here's the B. The B is for believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and that God raised Him from the dead. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. Is this too simple? Is it too good to be true? Well, guess what? God is too good and God is true. So in God's economy, there's no such thing as too good to be true. If it's true, it's God. If it's good, it's God. Here's the C. C is for call upon the name of the Lord, or as Romans 10, 9, and 10 also says, confess with your mouth. If you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. And here's why. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. And lastly, Romans 10.13, this is what seals the deal. It says, All who call upon the name of the Lord will, not might, could, should, no, will be saved. I want to say first to anybody that might be here in this church service today, that has never called upon the name of the Lord. You've just seen a list of prophecies that were fulfilled with 100% accuracy and the connecting prophecies that I assure you will also be fulfilled with 100% accuracy. It reminds me of what Jesus said in John 14, 29. He said, I have told you what's going to happen before it happens, so when it happens, (laughs) you will believe that I am the great I am. To the believer in Luke 21, 28, he says, when you see these things begin to come to pass, they're beginning to come to pass. Jesus said, look up and lift up your head, because your redemption draws nigh. His return is at the door. And for anyone who has never called upon the name of the Lord, I implore you to not put off the most important decision you will make in your life for eternal life. The Lord wants a relationship with you, a saving relationship with you. All who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you. Thank you for the gospel. Thank you for the good news. Thank you for the free gift paid for by you in full, costing you everything, your life, but made free to us to accept the free gift of eternal life. Lord, I pray for anyone who has never called upon you, confessing with their mouth, believing in their heart, acknowledging their sin, falling short of your perfect standard of righteousness. Lord, I pray that today, this day, would be the day of their salvation. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Thanks for joining us for this special edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Carioche. Now, it's so important that you hear the purpose behind these prophecy updates that Pastor J.D. shares. The purpose is to see people just like you come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. When you're right with the Lord, you'll be ready for the Lord and His soon return. You can do this by first admitting you're a sinner, that you've broken God's perfect law. Second, you need to confess that there's nothing you can do to fix this. You can't attend church enough. You can't pray enough or give enough money. There's nothing you can do to atone for your sins. Third, you must realize that there is someone who can. His name is Jesus Christ, and He is the Savior of the world. He gave His own life so that you wouldn't have to experience the penalty for your sins, which is death. Please. If you're listening today, receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior and escape the realities of the prophecies that are being fulfilled all around you. For more information about what it means to be born again into the kingdom of God, log on to InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and select the New Believers option. Again, that web address is InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. In the next edition of In Spirit and Truth, Pastor J.D. will be teaching through God's Word just like he does Monday through Thursday. And then don't forget to join us next Friday and Saturday for another timely prophecy update. Until then, may God bless you and keep you in His love.